The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And good morning, everybody. This is Ray Hanania. It is Wednesday, July 14, 8 a.m. Eastern Time in Detroit, uh, 4 p.m. in Dubai, and 7 o'clock in Chicago. We have a great program for you this morning. Uh, in segment one, we're going to look at the Arab Americans who are working at NASA. Uh, with NASA engineer Dr. Hassan El-Makdash. Dr. El-Makdash is a biostatistician at NASA's Johnson Space Center. I was worried I'd stumble over that word. Too many big words in science. Uh, at the KBR Space Science Health, uh, Human Health and Performance under the Flight Medical Operations Division. He also provides significant consulting support to the biomedical research and Environmental Sciences Division at NASA's Johnson Space Center. Later in segment two, we're going to be looking at the August 3rd elections for Dearborn Mayor with two election specialists, Dennis Denno of Denno Research and Kyle Malin of the Mears Newsletter. Dennis Denno founded Denno Research in 2004. He understands candidates, nonprofits, associations, and election issues and uh, he's been doing it for over 30 years. Kyle Malin is editor and vice president of the Michigan Information and Research Service, MIRS, a daily online political news service covering Michigan government and politics. But first, I want to wish all the Muslims around the world an early Eid Mubarak for the Eid al-Adha celebration that begins on Monday. I know it's early, but I'm on radio only on Wednesdays, so I got to do it now or afterwards. So Eid Mubarak, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here at the Ray Hanania Show, which is brought to you by Arab News at ArabNews.com on the U.S. Arab Radio Network and Arab radio.us we're broadcasting live on wnzk am 690 in detroit and wdmv am 700 in greater washington dc i'm ray hanania we're going to take a quick break and then we'll talk with dr hassan el mcdash of nasa we'll be right back right after these messages ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. Now getting your COVID-19 shot gives you a shot to win. Anyone in Michigan 18 and older vaccinated between December 1st, 2020 and July 30th, 2021 is now eligible to win millions in cash prizes, including million-dollar jackpots and $50,000 daily prizes. And vaccinated students could win thousands in college scholarships. Get eligibility details and enter at mishottowin.com. Subject to sweepstakes rules. Scholarships available for ages 12 to 17. New Dawn Academy provides your kids with a curriculum that's rich in science, technology, engineering, and math. 
We want students to really experience what problem solving looks like. What does it mean to build things together? And really working on those analytical skills is what makes New Dawn Academy's program very unique. This school will certainly provide them with academic excellence, but also state-of-the-art buildings and inviting to students. Ziad Brand, quality products from our family to yours. Ziad Brothers Importing offers the finest quality products, including brands like Sultan, Kraft, Nestle, Hook, Rico Picon, Donna, and many more. Ask your retailer to carry these fine products because you deserve the very best. For more information, visit our website at www.ziad.com. That's www.ziad.com. Ziad, quality products from our family to yours. The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show this morning on uh, July 14th. I'm Ray Hanania, and we're talking with uh, Dr. Hassan El Mikdash, who is uh, with NASA. And uh, welcome to the program, Dr. El Mikdash. Thank you, Ray, for having me. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, one of the things I had heard were that not only that there were, uh, you know, we had an Arab American that went into uh, space uh, uh, a number of years ago. Uh, and uh, I think uh, two years ago, didn't we have someone from the UAE? I think uh, uh, Hazel Mansouri from the UAE was the first uh UAE's first astronaut that went up. So, you know, suddenly I'm seeing all these Arab Americans that are in uh, an Arab world, people that are uh, in NASA. And then I hear about you and two others that are working on the Mars mission. I'm going, wow, you know, as an Arab American, I'm very proud to see that. The, the NASA and space mission has been one of our biggest drives since I can remember back when I was a kid in the 50s and 60s. And you're not alone, are you? There are a lot of Arab Americans at NASA. Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of Arab American scientists who are working at NASA and at contractors with NASA. So we are trying to do a good job. Well, I'm, and I'm sure you are. Now, uh, first, tell me a little bit about what you do at NASA. Give us a little sense. I know I gave you the bi gave the bio to listeners. Uh, but a lot of titles, long titles, which is typical of big bureaucracies like NASA and even at the news industry. But tell us exactly what do you do? So I'm a biostatistician at NASA Johnson Space Center uh, under KBR human uh, science contract and performance contract. So basically, we analyze data, uh, medical data and biomedical data to uh, learn lessons, predict trends, and participate into uh, medical and biomedical research. So uh, that's what I exactly do. 
And you had mentioned to me earlier that there were something like 25 Arab Americans that you know about that are there. Yeah, I know about 25 uh, Arab Americans, approximately. That's 24 Arab Americans. Uh, yeah, they are working uh, or worked at NASA. And, and what kind of work were they doing? Well, most of the people are engineers and scientists at uh, some divisions or supporting some divisions through contractors. So that's what I know about. Yeah, and I, it, to me, I mean, obviously, I think uh, Arab Americans are a nat natural fit with NASA. When you really think about it, there's so many engineers in our community. Um, my brother, my uncle, uh, half of them are doctors, half of them are engineers. It would seem like there'd be far more that would be involved in NASA. So it's just good to see you and many other Arab Americans. Uh, and just, uh, I think this month, uh, it was uh, the uh, uh, U.S. Mint issued a coin in honor of Krista McAuliffe, who was, I think, the first Arab American uh, astronaut. She was half Lebanese, uh, half Irish, I believe. Um, and of course, as we know, she had uh, passed away on that mission in uh, 1986. Um, but they did issue that. So there's a sense, he, talking to you and hearing about all that, that uh, Arab Americans have a big role to play in NASA. What do you, I, have you had, do you have uh, ambitions of actually putting on an uh, astronaut's uh, uniform and uh, spacesuit and going up in one of the missions? Well, I wouldn't say no, but I'm too old for that. <laughs> is, so, it really, is it really an age like in terms of travel and space? Uh, well, I, I don't think it's exactly that based on what I know, but I, I, I am more interested in doing the science, you know, uh, what I learned and try to help with that. So I, I like what you mentioned about Arab Americans and like uh, in research and science. I think it's like uh, uh, our way of blending in with community for a lot. At least it's a way to blend in and to give back to the community that gave you and to try to like uh, create something in uh, the new country you're in. Yeah, and it seems like it, it, it's a fascinating profession. I mean, it, it would be phenomenal to work at the Jonathan Space Center. At, uh, and they've had so many names uh, over the year, the Kennedy Center now. Um, there are Arab Americans, uh, candidates from the Arab world, um, what's the next mission coming up? Do we do we know what that is, or is that uh, within your field to talk about? Do we know well, what the well, next with, within my field? What what we are trying to do is we are uh, like, of course, this is a large team of scientists and uh, doctors. So we are studying like long space travel. So um, uh, and its implications on health. Uh, you know, when you go to space, you have a lot of fluid changes. Uh, you have a lot of uh, things that happen to the muscles and bones. Uh, you have radiation effect. And, you know, life happens even in space. So you run into medical situations. And uh, you need to figure out a way uh, um, to deal with these. So basically, we, we conduct research at NASA and KBR like we support the NASA scientists in our expertise uh, to find optimal solutions for long space travel. I think this is the big thing like uh, regarding my area. And of course, uh, being Arab American, that, that isn't an issue at all, is it? I mean, when 
NASA looks at people. They don't really look at your ethnicity other than to say we're proud that we have great diversity at NASA. I mean, people from all walks of life. No, no, no. That's NASA is about diversity. KBR uh, Wiley is about diversity. So I, I work with team that appreciate and uh, respect everybody and treat people equally. And it, it really means a lot to our community. Like when you are working or related to space things, it means a lot to my daughter when she sees this badge and she tells me, okay, I want to be an astronaut in the future. Uh, I want to go to Mars, you know? And it, it gives a push to everybody in our community that it's possible. Uh, so I think it's great. And I highly appreciate all the diversity I see uh, around, like in terms of like the re research teams and the employees and everybody and the industry on uh, uh, one hand, NASA on the other hand. So it's great. And we had, uh, I think, uh, two uh, Palestinians who were living in Gaza, who were working or from Gaza, living now in the U.S., who worked on and are working on the Mars mission. Have you heard anything about that uh, mission coming up? Uh, well, yeah, I've heard a lot about the Mars mission, but, uh, you know, I've been here for a month only. I'm still, like, brand new. So I know about the Arabs uh, around, the Arab Americans, of course, working uh, at NASA, and I will be happy to meet them soon in the future, like, on some project. I, I wonder if we can get all the Arab Americans together, like April is Arab American Heritage Month, and do a special with all the... Arab Americans working in NASA to do something. You got to push for that over there. I'm sure they listen to you, right? Oh, oh yeah, we will try. We will try together and like uh, give a nice talk show if that's possible and if they can. Uh, I'm sure. And what's the big news coming out of NASA? I mean, in terms of space travel, what should we be looking forward to? Or are those secrets? Well, like the missions out there about Mars, about the moon Artemis mission. And of course, like... Uh, it's not something I talk about, you know, like I am focused on the medical research. So basically, hopefully we will t try like, you know, to solve all the data problem concerning like, you know, uh, like human health in space and how to make space travel, long space travel possible. So uh, all of that will come out soon. And, and I remember, uh, I think about five years ago, because I, I helped the, the company Zed Brothers um, one of our sponsors, actually, for the radio show, they actually put Wild Garden Hummus on the space station, the International Space Station. And that was, I think, five or six years ago, and it was like this little uh, shelf-stable hummus. didn't have to be refrigerated. So I know that they've had Arab food up there in the space station. Is the mission focused on the space station, or is it focused on exploration, you know, your sense of NASA. Are we pushing to go to Mars and the moon, um, or is it just to kind of maintain uh, uh, a presence in space around the Earth? Uh, well, I, I will tell you, like, from uh, my experience, what I saw and what I know about uh, NASA. So basically, uh, the research being conducted in NASA, whether it's on the ISS or beyond, like, it has great implications and use implications on, on all like uh, life or our real life we live on earth so for example when like uh, medical research and like uh, biomedical research is being developed for space it's the same research used on earth so when nasa it, it develops like 
smaller medical devices, telemedicine, uh, for space, it's the same medicine you use for a rural community and you help like uh, people in remote areas on the planet uh, Earth. So I think whether it's like for uh, like deep space solar system uh, exploration, the ISS projects, NASA's projects uh, have great and big implications on all uh, of our lives in terms of making our lives better through science and technology. And, of course, if you're there, I'm sure you give us a plug to do a radio show from uh, the International Space Station from the Arab News. We'll do a show out there. I'd love to do that. Everything's all technology and Internet, so it doesn't matter where you're at. I'm in Chicago, um, and uh, uh, we have uh, the radio show in Detroit and uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. And for our listeners, again, I just want to remind them that we're talking with Dr. Hassan El-Makdash, uh, who is with uh, NASA, is an engineer there, and uh, through KBR, that's a contractor, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, and they have, a, and I think NASA does that with everybody. Uh, there are a lot of contracting companies that come in, and you're focused, you said, on uh, the biomedical research, correct? Yes, I, I would call myself a biostatistician, and uh, statisticians, you know, the people who play with numbers and right. who learn about uh, what's going on from numbers and answer research questions. So scientists ask research questions. We statisticians use statistical techniques. Uh, statistics is a branch of mathematics and we answer these research questions and participate in answering these research questions in fact. Is that like doing the odds of things happening and stuff like that? I mean, going into space, there's so many unpredictable uh, dangers and things that could happen and is that what they give you like what can what can we expect with this mission uh, yes we kind of like they collect data we look at this data to calculate like risk estimates odds ratios like we do predictions like you know so what we learn from the d data we have now what we can learn for uh, future missions and of course you know you have these big research questions uh, and uh, we try to answer them using these numbers we have uh, and making things better, for example, in the future. Do you have a sense of some of the other Arab Americans? I mean, do you guys... Uh, uh, when I'm Arab American in journalism, I want to know other Arab Americans. I, I was one of the few in 1976 in the U.S., and now we have a lot more, and I try to get to know all of them. Is that the same thing that happens with uh, you? Yes, absolutely. I, I want to know about them. I want to meet with them, talk to them. Uh, you know, I, I'm still like, you know, new, but I am, I'm trying. <laughs> so, and are there, are there a lot, I mean, have you met some? I mean, what are they doing? Uh, uh, well, can you talk about their work? Uh, yes, for, there, there are some scientists that are working on like, you know, uh, environmental research, like concerning like space and the, there are engineers uh, people who study w water, like in outer space, and like in all walks of science and technology, as as we said, N NASA is very diverse, and you see people from uh, all the United States, from all the like, let's say people of the United States working there, including Arab uh, Americans. So they are like science folks, mostly the people I know about. Like, uh, they are uh, engineers and they are uh, scientists. And can you get, can you tell us some of the secrets? I mean, is there a place 
where they're building these giant spaceships ready to go into space if there's some catastrophe on Earth, like uh, in the sci-fi movies? Of anything like that. All right, and I, I just want to make sure, okay? And uh, are, by the way, are you able to? Have, I, you had said you wish you could travel, but in an age might, you know, maybe you're older than what they're doing. But um, do we know of any other Arabs that are Arab Americans or Arabs from the Arab world that we know of that are scheduled to go into space? I mean, is there any information about that? I know it's outside of your, you know, specific area of duties, uh, but I don't know if that's uh, common knowledge or, you know, just uh, uh, something that we. I really don't know personally of anybody like who is an Arab American and astronaut. There might be uh, people who are that, but I, I'm not aware of any. I, I don't know if there are any right now or for. But, it, it, but I'm sure it does make us proud, though, right? Arab Americans yes, involved with NASA. When the rocket goes up, we're part of it. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great. Like, yeah, that would be nice. Any final thoughts at all? I know it was, uh, you know, I've been dying to get you on for the last, you know, few weeks because NASA is such a big deal to every American. Anybody, especially in the U.S., and I think it's a growing thing in the Middle East and the Gulf, uh, and a lot of the listeners who are watching us uh, and listening to us on Arab News on the Facebook page, there are like 5 million followers there. Um, and I, I'm sure that, that we do... Uh, involve uh, foreign countries in our space missions uh, and astronauts. So there's hope for them if they want to travel, correct? They want to be astronauts. Uh, well, I don't know about the, like, exactly what you need to do to be an astronaut at NASA. So um, I think, you know, I assume this is above my pay grade, but I assume mm -hmm. you should be a U.S. citizen. Uh, I'm not sure about that, though. But I think NASA is... Uh, a big deal, you know, it has a mission to humanity. Yeah. Uh, it's bringing space to everybody. So, uh, yeah, all the eyes are on NASA. Like, uh, you know, it's the hope and future uh, in some aspect for, like, you know, space exploration, going beyond what we know, uh, and science, technology. So I wouldn't be surprised if everybody in the world would love to be an astronaut at NASA. When I watch the movies, I think of you being the guy that they turn to and say, Dr. El McDash, what are the odds? What's going to happen? What are the odds if we do this? So I'm sure that's the big question they throw at you. Oh, Can yeah. we do this? <laughs> Can we do this? Can we make it work? Uh, listen, Hassan, thank you again so much for joining us this morning. It was a fun interview. Um, and I know that uh, I'm looking forward to doing this some more. If you at some point want to talk with them and uh, if there are other Arab Americans, I'd love to bring them on too and other Arabs to explore this even a little bit more from different fields in NASA. Um, and uh, any final thoughts, you know, before we say thank you for joining us? Uh, I will say thank you for this nice interview and for being interested in science, space, NASA, KBR, all of that, Ray. And uh, I would like to say happy Eid to all uh, uh, the Muslims uh, in the world uh, in the United States of America and uh, uh, I'm happy to be here, and I hope to be here in the future uh, to talk about more topics and issues concerning, like, uh, space med medicine, biomedical research, and space in general. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Dr. Hassan El-Makdash, 
is a biased statistician, and of course I'm pushing him into all the NASA stuff. I mean, biased statistician is important, correct? To NASA, you got to do the numbers, you figure out the odds, you figure out what what is going to happen, and as we all know, computers are all about numbers. He's uh, with NASA's Johnson Space Center and KBR Space Science Human Health and Performance Unit under Flight and Medical Operations Division. Um, Dr. El McDosh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was really a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure to meet you. Have All a right, good day. We, we'll have a good day. We will talk later. Talk and to everybody you later. Uh, and everybody out there, this is Ray Hanania. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to shift gears from NASA to the elections in Dearborn with two guests, uh, Kyle Mellon and Dennis Denno, right after these messages. We'll be right back. ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. At Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic in Dearborn, we provide effective physical therapy sessions in order to limit pain and discomfort. Top Rehab provides physical therapy care for any diagnosis prescribed by a physician, and we regularly see and treat conditions such as stroke, TMJ, fibromyalgia, sciatica, joint pain, and more. We use a variety of pain management methods, including modalities, soft tissue mobilization, and therapeutic exercise. If you're in need of physical rehabilitation or physical physical therapy, get the highest quality health care at Top Rehab. Most insurance is accepted and we're open Monday, Wednesday and Friday 8 to 6, Tuesday and Thursday 8 to 5, and Saturday 10 till 2. Call for an appointment today at 313-846-0555. That's 313-846-0555. Choose Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Life's too short to be in pain. Get ready for an amazing experience at Ishtar Restaurant on 15 Mile Road in Sterling Heights. Enjoy excellent hospitality from owners Ali Abagdadi and Fatty Bottom serving the best in Mediterranean food. Try Chef Ali Abagdadi's famous shawarma, the best Iraqi grills and food, and the best Arabic and international dishes. Dine in our authentic atmosphere or take out. Call 586-698-2585 or check us out on Facebook. Ishtar Restaurant practices all CDC guidelines and is open every day, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Have an amazing experience today at Ishtar Restaurant, 3625 15 Mile Road, Sterling Heights. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. 
A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And we were talking about uh, NASA in the first segment. And uh, I know that uh, Dubai had identified two astronauts, Noura El-Matrushi, an Arab, America, uh, Arab world woman, uh, is going to be one of probably the first Arab world female as- astronaut. Um, Kristen McAuliffe was the first Arab astronaut to actually go into space. But uh, last April, they also announced that her male counterpart, Mohammed El Moula, was going to join her as an astronaut. I think they were focused on the uh, Mars mission. And, of course, having uh, hummus up in the space station, I think that lasted about a year. Hummus is very healthy, and that was Arab-American-made uh, from Ziad Brothers. Anyway, welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about the, what I love the most. I mean, I love NASA, but I love politics more, and I have two people that are veterans of politics that love it as much as I do because they'd have to because all the stuff we have to go through, you write something, and you get clobbered by everybody over a letter you know, or a word or whatever. So it's a tough field to get involved with. But on August uh, 3rd, Dearborn is going to have primary elections for mayor um, to succeed Mayor Jack O'Reilly, who is uh, retiring. And we have Dennis Denno, who founded Denno Research in 2004. He understands that candidates, corporations, nonprofits, associations all need a pollster, and that's what he does best. He's been doing it for over 30 years monitoring uh, politics and Kyle Malin Kyle I hope I got your last name right you can correct me in a minute he's editor and vice president of the Michigan Information and Research Service MIRS a daily online political news service covering state government and politics he's been a journalist a professional journalist for 25 years covering the state capital in Michigan for the last 20 with MIRS Kyle uh, Dennis welcome to the program this morning Thanks for having me on, Travis. And Kyle, did I get your last name correct? Melin? Uh, Mullen. Mullen. I I apologize. That's all right. Um, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing your last name, so we're going to be even, I think. Yeah, just call me Ray, okay? I got too many vowels in there. Everybody thinks I'm Italian, but that's okay sometimes. Um, And Dennis, welcome back. Uh, Dennis is a veteran of our radio show. He's been on a number of times. Tell it. Let, let's start out with both of you. I mean, what? I, how important is this upcoming election? And uh, I, I know that there are, what seven people that have submitted their names: Susan DeBaja from the city council president, uh, Abdullah Hamoud, a state rep, nice guy. Met both of them. Uh, Hussein Barry with the Dearborn Public Schools, Jim Pirelli, uh, Patrick Tafals- Thomas Patrick Tafalski, and. Gary Waranchek and Kalit Shari. I don't know if we know much of Willis. I don't know if we know much about her, but uh, uh, what's this race looking like? 
I'll, I'll go first. I mean, I so the August third primary, as you said, Ray, and uh, I, my gut tells me that Susan DeBaja, who's the council president, um, is going to come out of that primary, and I also would think that um, Abdullah Hamoud uh, would be uh, would also be in there. That's my gut. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just from looking at this race, uh, I would say Ray that uh, there, there's really four candidates who I think are are really uh, primed to advance the primary. And Dennis uh, just mentioned uh, Dabaja and uh, and Hamoud, but I think you you got to really uh, pay attention to Gary Warncheck. Uh, the mm -hmm. guy is a former uh, state representative. He served 14 years on the Wayne County Commission. Uh, he's got some deep roots uh, in the community. I know everybody's pretty much. <clears throat> in the field is born and raised in Dearborn, uh, but he's third generation Dearborn. Uh, he was at the local paper for 25 years. And uh, I expect him to connect well with folks on the West side, uh, particularly those who are, who are elder and uh, have been in the community a long time. So I think he'll do well. And uh, I think we've got to keep an eye on Thomas Tafalski as well. Uh, you know, he did get 43% of the vote um, against O'Reilly back in 2017. And you know, considering how, you know, how bad O'Reilly's uh, traditionally beaten his opponents, you know, 43% ain't bad, but, uh, you know, we'll see if he can get the fires uh, going again after uh, being out of city politics for four years. Uh, but I would keep an eye on those four with uh, uh, Hussein Barry uh, being a, just someone to keep an eye on uh, as a, a school board uh, member. And it, it's obviously, you know, being an Arab American radio show, we think everything revolves around being Arab uh, Detroit has uh, Dearborn has a big Arab American population, but it doesn't necessarily mean an Arab American is going to win, right? Oh, well, no, no question about it. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think the Arab American community in Dearborn is is uh, their numbers are, are getting stronger. I think they're they're voting more, they're voting as a block more. But I mean, no question, they don't make up the majority of votes in Dearborn, and they don't always vote as a unified block. Yeah, and being Arab American doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good candidate. I mean, I'm Arab American. I love to see Arab Americans elected, but I'll be honest, I'm not going to vote for somebody that I don't think is going to do the job. And sometimes that means voting for somebody who's not Arab American. In some communities, I think, like on uh, some areas of Chicago where we barely have any representation, the idea of voting for an Arab American is a must. Uh, we don't look at... Uh, uh, experience and what you're going to bring. We look at the, their ethnicity, but I think Dearborn, you guys are way past that, aren't they? Well, I, you know, I can't speak specifically on that, but I will say that Arab Americans tend to uh, vote at a higher percentage than maybe uh, their white counterparts on the West side. Uh, just uh, historically, and you just got to go back to 2013 when we had the first Arab American majority on the city council. And uh, it, it just shows kind of the pride that you're speaking of here. And, uh, you know, uh, Hamoud and Dabasha both uh, are going to be appealing to that base and Hussein Barry uh, to a certain extent to the, uh, the Syrian and Lebanese population in the city. So, uh, you know, they're going to tap into that same base. It, I think the question, Ray, is going to come down to to what extent do they chew into each other's base on that side? And then going over to the west side, what Warren Check and Topolsky do. Uh, you mentioned uh, we have a couple other uh, candidates in the race. Uh, Pirelli, I don't don't really expect him to do a heck of a lot. Uh, he got 12% in the uh, primary when he ran in 2017. 
I don't know if he's got anything new to offer to the equation. It doesn't really sound like it at this point. It doesn't sound like on the ground he's got a ton of momentum. And uh, we've got a seventh candidate uh, as well in the race who's kind of a newcomer uh, to the city, uh, uh, Colette uh, Sherry Willis. Uh, it looks like she wants to get involved in politics, uh, but she's relatively new uh, and in a field of candidates who are pretty much all uh, born and raised in Dearborn. I think she's going to struggle. Uh, but oh. I, I just I, I think just in general, yeah, I mean, just talking about the demographics breakdown, um, it, it does seem like we've got people who are balanced out on both sides of that. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that there's some out there in the Arab community that are saying, yeah, we need an Arab. But I bet the majority are saying hey, we got some big issues. Who's going to address the issues? What's the big issue out there? I think I know what it is, but Dennis and Kyle, what do you guys think are the big issue or issues that, that are going to drive the, the decision in that election, which is only in a few weeks? I, I mean, I, I think the big issue right now is the fact that there's been some very serious flooding, especially on the east side of Dearborn. Um, they had some pretty serious rainfall. Um, in a very short period of time. And this is the second time this has happened in like five or seven years. So you have a lot of people in East Dearborn and in Detroit whose uh, basements got flooded. They have raw sewage pouring in. Um, all their belongings are ruined again. And, um, you know, I know the Debaja folks were on the ground trying to help folks. I know Abdullah Hamoud was on the ground trying to help folks with that. Um, I assume Tafalski and uh, Warnachuk were doing the same. Um, and so I think that's going to be a really big issue is infrastructure and, um, and the flooding. And the flooding yeah. was new. It's like a shock, right? But well, a lot of, like not everybody flooded though, right? There were a lot of flooding, but uh, you know, when you look at the voter base, and I know that's probably going to be a big issue with a percentage, right? Kyle, do you think everybody is focused, all the voters that are going to be going to the polls are focused on the flooding issue, uh, which I know has dominated the news over the last right. uh, few weeks? Well, I, I think a broader issue is uh, infrastructure in general, though, and to the degree to which the taxes that you all pay in Dearborn are going to fix the infrastructure. I, I know that uh, residents in Dearborn feel like they've been taxed quite a bit, and are they getting what they're paying for? And that's the feedback that I'm getting. Uh, from businesses and residents is, hey, uh, why are we having this flooding in the eastern side? And, and they might not have been directly impacted over on the west side or maybe other parts of the east side, uh, but they know that it was an issue and they have empathy for those folks over there and wondering, hey, why, why do we have this problem? I thought we were paying quite a bit in taxes. And I think that could be a, um, that could be a, a, a thorn in the side for Debasha because she's the only one in the field who is directly involved in city government at this time even though, of course, Tafalski was involved in city government uh, up until 2017. Uh, listen, uh, guys, I want to take my last break. Let me, let's get that out of the way. And then when we come back, I'd like you to tell me, uh, because one of the keys to an election is the organization. Who's really a good candidate? Because you got to be a good candidate to win office. You can't just put your name on the ballot. You know, if you don't have a good organization, you don't have issues, you know, who's defining the issues? Who's at the forefront uh, and stuff? So maybe we'll get you to do that. I'm Ray Hanania. My guests on the line are Dennis Denno of Denno Research and Kyle Mullen. I hope I got that right, correct? Mullen. 
Malin, Kyle Malin, all right, is editor and vice president of the Michigan Information and Research Service. Uh, both professionals when it comes to elections. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the elections in Dearborn, August 3rd. We'll be right back right after these messages. ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. Enjoy the first Syrian-style cuisine in Michigan. At Damas Cuisine and Catering, you'll find a wide selection of Syrian foods and sweets in our menu, like frike, poise, grape leaves with steak, mashawi platter, hot mahashi, char-grilled kebang, shawarma, and much more. Get super-fast delivery from Damas Cuisine and Catering right to your door. Order online at damascuisine.com forward slash menu and track your order live. Damas Cuisine and Catering. 28841 Orchard Lake Road in Farmington Hills. Call 248-987-4985. Visit. Life is a nonprofit charity that's provided humanitarian aid and development to people and communities for over 25 years, regardless of race, color, religion, or cultural background. When disaster occurs here or around the world, Life for Relief and Development rushes in to provide food, medical aid, and shelter to those in need. Please help improve these efforts. Make your tax-deductible donation to Life now at lifeusa.org or call 248-424-7493. When it comes to reproductive medicine, IVF Michigan Fertility Centers are the recognized leaders. With locations in Bloomfield Hills and five other cities in Michigan and Ohio, IVF has experts in all aspects of the field. As a founding member of IVF Michigan Fertility Centers, Dr. Nicholas Shama is one of the leading reproductive endocrinologists in Michigan and Ohio. Dr. Shama has performed over 10,000 IVF cases and has helped thousands of couples fulfill their dreams of parenthood. American board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility, Dr. Nicholas Shama is a very caring, compassionate, expert physician that understands not only the medical but also the emotional toil of infertility on his patients. When it's time, get personalized care from Dr. Nicholas Shama at IVF Michigan Fertility Centers in Michigan and Ohio. Call toll-free 855-952-9600, 855-952-9600. The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And welcome back to uh, the Ray Hanania radio show here at WNZK AM 690 in Detroit and WDMV AM 700 in Washington, D.C. Streaming live on the U.S. Arab Radio Network at ArabRadio.us with Layla El-Husseini, the big uh, radio uh, 
uh, magnet, we'll call her, you know, the Rupert Murdoch of the Arab radio industry. Oh, I should pick somebody better than Rupert Murdoch, I guess. And also streaming live on Facebook.com slash Arab News. They have about five and a half million uh uh, followers there, and I know that the numbers are up and they are watching uh, because they're interested in what happens in Dearborn, which is like the, I don't want to say the Plymouth Rock of Arab Americans to settle in the U.S., but it has a huge uh, Arab American population. we got two experts in the field of politics, Dennis Denno of uh, Denno Research and Kyle Malin. Malin, I got that. I'm going to get that. Hanania, you know, I, I don't mind when people mispronounce my name. I just figure, okay, that's just the way life is going to be with me. Uh, but I always hate to mispronounce anybody's name. Uh, Kyle and Dennis are uh, talking with us about the seven candidates running in the August 3rd primary. Uh, and that is a de- is that a Democratic primary or do you have like a consolidated uh, primary? nonpartisan election. There's no Democrat or Republican. The top two vote getters move on to the general. And uh, who are the best? Uh, Seriously, I mean, the media focuses on flooding, and maybe that's good for some of the candidates. Are there any controversies that are getting washed aside by the flooding that nobody can focus on? Um. Well, I think in all communities, you're seeing a discussion about uh, police protection and the extent to which uh, the police are going to be serving uh, the community and in what capacity. I mean, are we talking about defunding police? Are we talking about actual fewer police officers, more police officers, or the kind of services that they provide the constituents? I think those are conversations that you're seeing in cities uh, across the state, um, Dearborn being no exception. But I would say because of the flooding, that's kind of pushed that subject off to the side for the moment. That would have been the big issue, you think, had it not been for the flooding? Well, that's been the issue uh, in cities across the state. I don't know specifically about Dearborn, if how that emerged, but I know that conversation was going on. Yeah, Dennis, what are any other issues uh, had the flooding not been the... And that, am I correct in saying flooding is the big focus? That's what I've been hearing about. I don't live in Dearborn, but that's definitely what I've been hearing about from my friends um, in the community, my friends in Dearborn who are politically active and what I've been reading about in the paper. You know, I think another issue uh, in Dearborn, I don't know how much this, uh, you know, the average citizen is, is paying attention to this or is frustrated by this, but, you know, the current mayor mayor o'reilly when this flooding happened i mean he was pretty awol and then he came out and said um you know i'm pretty sick um i'm pretty ill he he came out with this long letter and he asked for privacy uh due to his health 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 concerns so there's kind of the this void this vacuum right now of leadership coming out of dearborn city hall which is kind of unusual and just a little factoid for you ray and for your listeners that since world war ii dearborn's only had four mayors um yeah all white all white males and um you in know, chicago we've had like 12 i think yeah uh, we all it's know more fun here in chicago you guys should come to chicago all right chicago is the to, political I capital chicago, i love going to chicago so um so so yeah so so this will be i mean this will be a pretty huge election for dearborn i mean they're gonna completely change paths as far as mayors mostly you know and yeah, uh 
Go yeah, ahead. I would concur with that, Ray. You know, you, you just even historically, even before World War II, they've only had a handful of mayors. So the, the voters of Dearborn, unlike, let's say, cities like Flint, uh, stick yeah. with their mayors. And uh, so this could be a long term commitment, um, presuming that the person who gets elected uh, continues to do well. Uh, but uh, that's why this is such a big election. That's why you're seeing so many quality candidates get into this race. I mean, we're talking about uh, a school board member, the president of the city council, a former state rep, a current state rep. Um, these are these are not second tier candidates. These are top tier candidates because they see this as a long term proposition. You think this election is pretty much decided um, in the minds of people, or is it still up in the air? Do you, I, obviously, you got seven candidates, so it's hard to say who really controls everything. But I mean, you you guys are veterans, and you know, I, when I look at candidates, I know that oh, this candidate is knows how to run, very well known, really financed. Uh, and then on the other hand, there's this candidate who just can't seem to do anything right. Um, but I may think that, wow, you know, they just, you know, they're good candidates. Is You think there could be a surprise? Um, and who would that person be that could really come up from behind or that people are not paying attention to? I, I would be, I, I'm, I'm a friend of Hussein Barry. I think Hussein Barry is a great guy. You know, like Kyle said, he's on the school board. He might be the school board president. He's a realtor, you know, very active in the community. He was on the board of Access. Um, great, great guy. I would be surprised um, if he comes in first or second in this primary. And it's nothing against my friend Hussein Barry. Honestly, I'd be surprised if Tafalski does well in this primary, only because he's been out of office for four years. You know, I, I, I helped him a little bit when he ran for mayor for, for four years ago. Wasn't super impressed with his campaign, although, like Kyle said, he got 43%, which is impressive. You know, I just, nothing against uh, Tafalski. I mean, very well known, very well liked in that community. I just don't think his campaign has what it takes to come in first or second. If he was the only, you know, non-Arab American running, I think, if, you know, I think maybe he would, but I think Gary Warnachuk's going to take a chunk out of him. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to be hard for a guy like Tom Tafalski to raise money and to put together a machine. So those two would, those two would surprise me. And then you have the peripheral candidates, Pirelli and that other woman who I don't even know her name. Willis. Kyle? Yeah, Willis. Go ahead, yeah Kyle. you know, as far as surprises, um, I would be surprised if, uh, and I know that uh, Dabaja and uh, Abdullah Hamoud, uh, you're predicting, will go on, but um, given, again, the makeup of the city and 60%, uh, roughly 60 to, to 55% uh, of, the, of the vote comes out of, of a white population. And, uh, you know, as much as you hate to admit it, uh, there is still a cultural divide in Dearborn, and it's oh, yeah. it's pretty marked. So I would expect that uh, Warren Check will probably come out. I would be surprised, too, if Tafalski uh, wins or advances to the top two. I, I would think a Warren Check, though, would would be the survivor on that side. And, and I think Tabaja and, and Hamoud will be uh, battling it out uh, for the other spot. Uh, you know, really the flooding... And the response to the flooding, I think, will play a big role in, in which one comes out. Tabaja, I think, came in with a big uh, advantage being the, a city council president. She's the first Arab-American uh, woman to uh, be the president of the city council. That was, a, that was a big source of pride for that community. When she was elected in 2013, she got more votes um, than uh, Tafalski, uh, 32 votes it was, it ended up being, but she beat him. 
So I would say that uh, she came in with a lot of support, but Hamoud has been very good campaigner. He's been very aggressive. He's got some young ideas, got some young volunteers. And you mentioned the um, Ray, you mentioned how good of a campaign someone is running. Right. And um, Abdullah Hamoud is running a very good campaign. He got the endorsement of the Wayne County executive, Warren Evans, which is significant. And uh, his on the ground response to the flooding and the teams of people that he's had hauling stuff out of people's basements uh, certainly has uh, been impressive. And I can't say I know who's going to lead or win, but I will say that of all these candidates, especially the Arab candidates, Abdullah Hamoud was the only one that came on the radio show. And to me, that tells you that he understands media and how important media is. A lot of times politicians, they like somebody, they don't like somebody, they'll stay away from people they don't like. But the truth is, if you, even if you, there's a columnist beating you up, you need to reach out to all the media because you have to use them. And you should never give a journalist, and I'm not saying I did this with any of the others, but you never give a journalist the upper hand in a relationship and say, I'm not going to talk to that person. A good politician is going to say the media is important. And out of all these candidates, who do you think is dominating the media? Hmm. Who's getting the most... Uh, you know, tread, you know, in the media in terms of coverage. Is there anybody or is it just a big blob? I mean, I, I know we're talking about people, you know, who may, you know, the candidates you guys think may lead or come out on top. But when you look at the field, who's really out there attracting all the eyeballs and possibly the votes? Kind of want to, kind of want to, I'll, I'll go with that first. And, and part of the reason I said Dabaja and um, Abdullah Hamoud, I think, would come in first and second is because they have the resources, right? And they, you know, Abdullah Hamoud. Are they uh, using it? Are they using it, those resources, effectively, you think? Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, I, I think both of them are running an impressive campaign. I'm definitely, I agree with Kyle that Abdullah Hamoud's smart and he's young and he's got a team. Uh, my concern for Abdullah Hamoud, not that he asked me, but if he asked me, I think he might be a little too progressive for Dearborn. Um, I think Susan Dabaja definitely is on the ground and has the ear of the Dearborn community. And look, you know, women traditionally do two, three, four points better than males. And she's the only serious female candidate in the race. You know, like Kyle said, she's the president of the Dearborn City Council. And you become Dearborn of the City Council in Dearborn by being the largest vote getter. Um, so she knows what she's doing. She's very smart. She's very aggressive. She's a very hard worker. And that's why I picked those two. I, I can't speak for Gary Warnicek. I think Kyle's right. You never underestimate Gary. He's, he's very smart. He's very shrewd. I, I don't know where he's getting his funding from. I, I don't know if he is getting any funding. You know, the guy ran for state Senate uh, a few years ago and I mean, he did okay. He didn't do great. I don't think. Um, I don't remember Kyle. But um, and that's kind of why I picked Susan Dabaja and, and Abdullah Hamoud. Um, I think they're the ones who have the resources. They're the ones who are using it strategically. And they're the ones who are, who are, who are reaching out to the voters. Yeah, you mentioned the media, uh, Ray, and, and who's been kind of utilizing the media. I, from my observation, what I've seen is that the media in Dearborn has tried to play this very fair and tried to give everybody an opportunity to take advantage of uh, the press coverage and, and do kind of like specialized profiles on each of them where uh, they fill out the questionnaire and so forth. Um, keep in mind that Warren Check was a journalist for 25 years. I mean, before he became a politician, he was the editor of the Dearborn paper. 
So he knows a little bit about media, but media has changed so much uh, since he's been the editor of the Dearborn paper. And right. a lot of this uh, connecting is, um, as Dennis said, is utilizing the financing that you have and also being on social media and how active are you on social media. And I will give Dabaj and, and Hamoud credit for that. Uh, they are on social media. Hamoud's got uh, pictures of him and his crew standing outside wrecked sofas and mattresses and stuff. Uh, so he's out there and Dabaj is out there with a state police officer and somebody from FEMA. I mean, they are utilizing the new technology, uh, which I think is um, uh, probably gives them an upper hand on that aspect of the race. So, Dennis, you, you think the lead, and again, we're not saying who's the better candidate, but the lead candidates are Dabaja and Hamoud. And, uh, Kyle, you're saying Dabaja and Oranchek? Oranchek. Yeah, Oranchek. with Hamoud having a, having a good chance, too. I mean, I think he may be surging here at the end. Uh, he may be getting that push. You know, Dennis mentioned that he's got resources. Uh, he's been able to, uh, he may be the better financed of the bunch. Uh, we haven't seen campaign finance records until uh, later this month, but uh, the early signs are he's got uh, he's got the financing, and he could be making that last push to uh, to finish second or first for that matter. And final question for both of you because we're just almost out of time. I wish I had a three hour radio show like I did years ago at WLS, but uh, with Kyle and then uh, Dennis, um, any surprises that could happen? I mean, is there anything like on the horizon that you're surprised hasn't surfaced and kind of taken over the election, or is this pretty much coasting now into the last few weeks? Oh, I don't think this is coasting at all. I mean, uh, Michigan is transitioning more toward voting early uh, and voting with absentee ballots. We saw that in the last election. And so uh, that, I think, does advantage uh, maybe the older candidates like Warren Check, uh, because uh, older voters do tend to like to vote early. And so if you've gotten out there early, uh, that uh, that could be uh, a help. But the issues here in Dearborn do appear to be more local. It's not like uh, we still have some Trump hangover. Like I think we're seeing in other parts of the state where like, oh, my God, we went through this Trump election. I don't want to be participating in elections again. This one, I think, is is more longstanding because Dearborn tends to keep its mayors. And so the issues tend to be a lot more local. So I would be surprised if there's any surprise. I would be surprised if there isn't um, a good, solid participation among the voters in Dearborn. Dennis? Uh, if you're asking me to come up with a surprise, my surprise would be Hussein Barry does really well on the east side, heavily Arab-American, uses his, his connections and his resources and, and does a lot better than expected. And if it wasn't for flooding, it would probably be a debate over Donald Trump. I'm sure it would be like the <laughs> dominating issue. Um, listen, both of you guys, tell me your website so uh, we can get people if they want to go there. Dennis and uh, Kyle, go ahead, Dennis. Uh, DenoResearch.com. And Kyle? Yeah, uh, it's MIRSNews.com. And we do have a free podcast. So if anybody wants to listen to Michigan politics, you can go okay. to mi rsnews.com there's a link to our podcast there nothing wrong with plugging the show and i want to do that because i appreciate both of my guests uh who have joined me dennis denno who founded uh, dental research and kyle malin i think i got it that yeah, time editor it. and vice president of the michigan information and research service great to have you guys on after the election we got to do this again to kind of look back to see what happened. I'm Ray Hanania. We're at the end of the show here. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the Ethiopia 
Egyptian dam uh, controversy and what impact that's going to have in that region. Wars have started for less reason and hopefully won't go that direction. Eid Mubarak to all the Muslims for this uh, Eid al-Adha coming up uh, on Monday. And uh, we will talk to everybody again. Dennis, uh, Kyle, thank you very much. Bye-bye, everybody.